Can you hear me? Hello, hello. <laughs> Can you hear me? Let's see what's up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, everybody? I can hear you. All right, I got you. You're uh, you're loud and clear right now, so I think uh, I think we're good. All right. All right, all right. Well, hey everybody, it's me. It's Doctor Love. If you can't tell, um, the audio quality may be a little bit different than what you're used to. I know you're used to the cushy microphone and the fancy studio and all the recording, but no, today. We're in the wild recording from Anchor, which is great because you can record on your phone. But, you know, I'm not going to go into that because you've already heard that ad a million times. But I'll keep saying it because free publicity for you, Anchor. Love you. But we are welcoming a guest today that I'm super, super excited to interview. Um, So with that being said, let's just dive right into it. Go ahead, and uh, I'm going to ask my special guest, introduce yourself, give us the 60-second elevator pitch about yourself. So who are you? Where are you from? What's your background? Uh, Just go for it. All right. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Tasha. Um, I'm from Chicago, and I'm currently in grad school right now for biomedical informatics. Um, another fact about me is that I'm also a born again believer. Um, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Wow. Well, Tasha, love to hear it. Um, love to get to start this interview and kick it off, um, for the audience. I'm really excited for them to get to meet you, learn more about who you are. Um, you know, I, I really debated this next, uh, question, I guess you could say of the interview. And I really, I didn't want to spring too many surprises on you, but I mean, on this one, I just had to, I'm not going to lie, just because, you know, you went to college, you know that this is a common question that is asked at the beginning of every semester, um, and really every class pretty much going as far back as like elementary school, but it's the dreaded, what is a fun fact about yourself that you want the audience to know (laughs) oh gosh um well I guess a fun fact about myself is I've been to five different countries um I've been to Canada I've been to Malaysia I've been to South Korea I've been to the Bahamas and I've been to Mexico Wow, so you're something of a world traveler, you yes. might say. <laughs> yes. Okay. And not only are you a world traveler, but is it true? I've heard rumors, and I don't know if this is true, but is it true that you also are a podcast host? Yes. Well, I was an ex-podcast host. Um, in college, mm-hmm. I used to run a podcast with my best friend, and yeah, we would just talk about lifestyle about our lives, kind of chime in with some friends, uh, but it was, it was fun times. Wow. So you're a, you're a veteran of the game. You know, <laughs> you can, you can teach the, the upstarts like us a thing or two, I'm sure about, <laughs> about how to run things. So, you know, bear with us, you know, because we, 
I mean, I checked out some of the ladies on the loose episodes and let me tell you to everybody out there. I mean, they have some, they put out some content. (laughs) Let me just say, um, so, you know, you might have to go and check that out, but okay. Now that we've got the fun fact out of the way, you're a world traveler, you're a podcast host, you're a born again, believer, you're from Chicago. Um, you study, you you study biomedical informatics. Yes. Um, let's, let's just go into it from this point. Um, so tell me, um, what's your opinion? If you had to boil down your opinion on dating in the year 2022, how would you, how would you do that? Like how would I would describe it? Yeah. In your experience, like if, if I asked you off the street, you know, what is your take, your hot take or your overall kind of picture that you have in your mind of dating in 2022, what would, what would that look like? Well, if I had to describe dating in 2022 in three words, um, I would personally say that it's pretty messy, confusing and frustrating at the same time. Um, There are some happy and exciting moments mixed in in there. But for the most part, I would have to say that it's pretty much those first three words that I just described. Okay. And uh, I'm curious to dive a little bit deeper into that. Is there anything um, that you can point to in terms of personal experience that leads you to use those three words or to bring those three words to mind for you? Um, well, I kind of think back to my first experience um, back in college when I went on my first official date. Um, It is like a very interesting experience just because of how it all went down. So I was a junior in college at the time. And um, I downloaded Bumble and my all my friends were using it at the time. And I just decided that, you know what, I think I'm ready to give this dating world a try and let's just see what's out there. Um, I was living in Kansas City at the time as well, and I knew I was going to move back to Chicago. But I just figured that, you know, I had nothing to lose. We'll we'll see what's out there. And uh, within 24 hours of downloading the app, I matched with somebody and we had a conversation for about a day. And then he asked me, like, hey, I think we should meet up. And at the time, he was going to a summary school in KC. I'm not for sure what the name of it was, but it was about 45 minutes away from downtown. And because this was my first time meeting up with somebody, I did have a lot of questions. And also, I was trying to be very careful and keep my safety in mind as well. Um, and I didn't have a car at the time either. And so I knew I'm like, okay, I cannot just let this guy pick me up because I have no idea who he is. Because I mean, at the end of the day, they're all strangers. Yeah. And so I kind of had to think up something very quickly. And there's a coffee shop very close to my campus within walkable distance. And so I figured that, you know what, after class, we can meet up there. And so he agreed to it, and um, the day of the date, I want to say maybe about an hour before we were going to meet up, 
I had texted him saying that, hey, just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be running a little bit late um, because my class is going to end a little later than what I thought it was going to be. But I should be there, but maybe about five minutes late. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I'll save a spot for us and everything. And so I get out of class and I'm walking to this coffee shop and I get inside and I don't see him there. And so at my first thought was like, oh my gosh, am I getting stood up? Like this is my first date. Oh, and no. on the fir- my very first date, I'm getting stood up. Like, what is this? But he was just walking in. And so I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I'm not going to like cross off points for you showing up late because you didn't tell me that you were going to show up late. (laughs) But at the same time, I mean, he did say he would save a spot. So Yeah. So I was just kind of thrown off a little bit by that. But again, I was like, you know what? This is my first time. This might also be his first time. So I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And um, so we sit in the coffee shop and I could tell that he was very nervous. Like one of those people where their hands are like shaking. And I mean, I was pretty nervous too, but because I noticed that he was a little bit more nervous, I try to calm him down and make him feel a little bit more comfortable just kind of asking him questions and leading the conversation right and um as we were talking I immediately felt like I was taking full on lead in the conversation like I would ask him questions that would lead into maybe a paragraph worth of a response And this dude was giving me one-word answers. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Um, no. So that, I was like, okay. And then um, the other thing, too, was he wasn't really asking me a lot of questions, and he wasn't giving me a lot of eye contact either. And I mean, again, like, I took that as, like, you're probably nervous. But after a while, I was like, come on like i'm sitting right yeah, here <laughs> you gotta it's like you gotta give me something at some point right like yeah man. and it it was just like and the other thing too is when i hang out with people i'm the type that i'm respecting your time and your presence so i don't really check my phone that often and um i think out of my nervousness because he was not really talking to me I just kind of yapped away for like an hour and a half. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Okay. And within that conversation, I just found out a couple of things that I was just like, you know, I don't really have a good feeling. Granted, we only had a conversation through text for 24 hours. So I guess that also has something to do with this. Right. But I was hoping that because I didn't really get to talk to him through via text a lot, that a lot of those things I would be able to establish in person. And it was just not happening with this dude. And um, yeah, I checked my phone and I saw the time and like, oh my gosh, I've been yapping away. Like I felt like I was giving a lecture (laughs) to this dude. 
And I was like, you know what? I need to think of an escape plan. Like, and the thing is, is like, I need to do this in a way that's polite and nice because I don't want to like, you know, make a scene in this coffee shop. So I just like told him, like, you know, my roommate, they kind of have a situation going on at the house. So I, I kind of got to go. Right. And so, um, he was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And I don't know, it was just weird. Like the interaction was also weird as well because he just proceeded to just sit there and not like walk me out. And I thought that was kind of off and weird. And I just remember walking out of the coffee shop, just laughing hysterically to myself because I felt like, I felt like the whole thing was a joke. And even now, just looking back and when I reminisce it with my friends and stuff, my friends always tell me, like, Tasha, like, that was not a real date <laughs> at no, all. No, no. But that experience, because that was my first time, it kind of dictated um, all the first dates that I would go on after that. But I can say that every first date that I've gone past that first experience has progressively gotten better. So, I mean, at least there's a good aspect in that, but overall it was just, it was very messy. And I remember after I got home about two hours after we had finished the date, he had texted me. And the thing was, I wasn't necessarily expecting a text from him because, you know, if you're in that situation where, like, you're like, ooh, you know, this is not really going to work out and both parties are feeling that way, you would think that they wouldn't necessarily want to hang out with you again. Um, I mean, I guess it was nice that he did text me back after we were done, but it was just that when he texted me, I didn't expect him to want to see me again. And I got this lengthy text from him and he basically to sum it up, he was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry that I was like, I was just really, really nervous meeting up with you. And I kind of want to make it up to you by seeing you again. And at that point, I had already made that decision that I just wanted to close that chapter. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I, I will say this, like, you can be nervous, but if you're sitting like a brick wall and somebody's talking at you for an hour and you're giving them nothing, like, I'm sorry, man, but if you're listening to this, you kind of dug your own grave. Like, <laughs> with that one, it kind of, man, that is, um, first off, at least you got a memorable experience out of it, even though it was terrible from the sound of it. Like, at least you can laugh about it with your friends now, it sounds like. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. that, like, I don't know, like, just thinking about it, like, I don't really consider myself as a really funny person, but he would just laugh at any word that would come out of my mouth. And that was another thing I was like, (laughs) yeah, I don't love that. I really don't love that. Wow. Well, um, I can understand after hearing that story, why you would use the word frustrating uh, to describe, you know, dating in 2022, in your opinion, uh, kind of regarding it. Um, so kind of, if that's, if we use that as a snapshot, you know, at least within your life of dating and what it is in the modern era, you know, going, taking it, uh, taking it forward a step, what would you say 
is something that you wish men would do that they aren't doing in terms of like, I know this is a generality and I'm speaking in, in general a generalization here, but what's something that you wish men would do that they aren't doing right now in society? Um, well, again, based off of my experience, I feel like a lot of guys, they're not forward and clear with their intentions. Um, like, for example, like I would be talking to a guy for a couple of weeks and they wouldn't initiate to meet up. And when I kind of infer to that, they kind of back away. And I think it's just because they just want to establish an online connection and that's it. Or um, there's instances where at the very beginning when we're talking, we would kind of express like what exactly we're looking for. And as we're progressing in like the talking phase, I come to find out that that's exact, not exactly what they're looking for. Like, for example, um, if I express that I'm looking for something more long-term, that's what they would say, I guess, just to make me want to continue to talk to them. But then as we continue the conversation, I come to find out that they actually want something more short-term slash, like, casual. Ah, uh, okay, so it's an issue in terms of people aren't communicating up front what they're looking for and it's creating issues later. And you're like, you get to kind of a certain point and you're like, well, dang, I wish I would have known that a month ago. Is that it, kind of what I'm hearing? Exactly. And the thing is, I'm a big believer of, I don't like wasting your time, but I also don't like wasting my own time and so if we can clear that up in the very beginning, I think that would be beneficial to both parties, you know? Right. No, I, I completely agree. And, and I, I not only agree, but yeah, I'm a big believer in that as well. Just making sure that communication between two people, especially early on, but I mean, not especially early on, but throughout a mm -hmm. time where you're communicating being honest and, and, and not being afraid to communicate those things, however you're feeling as they're coming up, just keeping the lines of communication open is a big thing. And, and I guess a follow-up question is you mentioned uh, that some of these things were happening in an online context or through apps. What's been your overall experience, like taking that initial horror story out of it? What has been your experience moving on uh, using apps and online dating as a platform? And like, what's your overall thought on that kind of since that, that initial bad experience? Um, well, again, like what I had said previously, um, it progressively gets better after each experience. Um, but it is frustrating just having to filter through like all those people because you're put in a large pool and a lot of times with these apps you have to pay extra for filters which i mean i don't have that kind of money to be doing <laughs> that yeah same <laughs> three-figure bank account y'all it's okay <laughs> so it's just kind of like you have to you have to t first of all you have to take time sorting through and filtering out the pool that you're given to 
And I mean, going through that within itself can be frustrating. Like there's times where um, I'll go through months that I'll have the app and I'll have it signed in, but I just don't touch it. Like every now and so maybe I'll look in and see like who liked my profile or who matched with me. But I wasn't really going in and taking the time myself to go through each and every profile just because I would see like maybe the first five profiles and see something that I did not necessarily agree with or liked. And just given that would make me feel so frustrated and like want me to throw my phone across the room <laughs> kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, like once you get past that initial match, then it's the matter of fact of trying to get to know that person, which texting can be beneficial. But there are people that are on dating apps that aren't really necessarily the best texters. Um, And so I've run into issues where I would be communicating with them And it would take them like maybe four or five days to get back with me. And I can understand if you're not actively checking those apps on a day-to-day basis. But I do feel like when you're getting to know someone, I think it is crucial to get back to them at least within 24 hours. Because again, you're wasting time. And again, for me, that's like, if you're not consistently responding to me, I kind of just dismiss you, you know? No, that's natural. I mean, I think, yeah, it is like, I've found that, you know, in my own experience with, with these apps, it is sometimes kind of a game of where you're trying to you know, obviously like find people and filtering through masses and masses of people, but at the same time trying to actually establish genuine conversation is, is difficult. And especially if that conversation, if you're trying to make it consistent, it is, it is a challenge because yeah, some people take forever and it's just very, while you don't want to dismiss somebody on one characteristic alone, it is extremely difficult. And I, I can totally see where you're coming from there. Uh, that's a major, major sticking point. Um, and, and I guess moving on from that, uh, so kind of talking about guys and their communication or lack thereof and kind of how that needs to be something that's more of a point of emphasis. I've, I've heard several people actually say that. Um, and I think it really matters because I think that is a kind of a general consensus is that, we as men have not done a good enough job of communicating um, kind of what it is that we want or what it is that we feel um, enough. And so I think that that's a a major takeaway. Um, And then taking it to your own perspective uh, as a woman, what is something that you wish women would do that they aren't doing as a whole right now in society? I feel as if, I mean, I'm not for sure if I'm speaking to the general public, but um, I feel like as us women, we tend to compromise a lot. And we tend to, whenever there's a guy giving us any kind of attention, regardless of the fact if they meet our standards or qualities that we favor, 
we kind of just entertain that because it's a guy's attention. And I feel like that kind of stems from not understanding your value and your worth. I feel like once you realize um, how much value you have as yourself as a woman, I feel like that would kind of attract guys that would honor you in that way. Um, Just also, again, like feeding from my own personal experience. um, In the past, I've entertained some guys that may not have been the best fit for me. And the only reason why I entertained them was, oh, you know, um, they seem nice and they have X, Y, and Z, but there's something else that I don't necessarily agree with with them. But I'm just going to entertain this and just see like how long this goes just because it's a guy's attention. And as I've gotten older, I realized that, first of all, that's just wasting a lot of time. And it's also messing with your emotions as well, because it's very emotionally draining to have to deal with those kind of situations multiple times. Right. Um, But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of compromising that happens. And I feel like once you kind of set your standards high and you kind of filter out people that don't necessarily match up to what you want, then you're more likely to find somebody that does honor and respect you. No, that totally makes sense. And, and I guess, um, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to go into detail, but what were some of the characteristics that you found yourself compromising on specifically, like when it comes to guys? And I guess, you know, obviously every, every woman and every man ideally would have a certain set of standards that they evaluate someone else on. Um, not that it's just like an academic thing. Obviously, you need to get to know the person. But I think everybody has some baseline of characteristics, especially as believers. I think we mm-hmm. have certain baselines of characteristics that we look for. In what ways did you find yourself compromising, maybe in ways that you didn't want to? Um, a big one would definitely be that their faith. Um, again, when you are on these apps, like it's very hard to filter out um, people just because sometimes you're not able to filter based off of their religion. And even if you are, I feel like it's not really a good scale of judging their relationship with Christ. And there would be a lot of guys that I would talk to that would claim that they are Christians and just viewing their life either maybe on social media or just even the way how they're talking to me, it's not necessarily reflecting that. Right. And as I continue conversations with them, I do start to feel kind of uneasy. And then again, the frustration kicks in with that. And I feel like it just stems from the fact that, you know, they are not really aligned with the morals that and beliefs that I grew up with and that I personally believe in, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, I can 
say that, you know, I don't think you're alone in feeling that way that you've, ne- that you've maybe compromised on some of those things in the past. I know I have, and I think I can speak for a large portion of the audience in saying that, you know, I think there have all been times where it's like, mm, I know I shouldn't really be talking to this person and entertaining them like I am, but you know what? It's fun. And like, it's kind of like, Oh, like, let's just see where it goes. It's harmless. You know, like nothing's going to happen. And then, you know, you fast forward a couple months later and you're like, dang, I not only did I waste all that time, but I allowed my emotions to kind of play a role in that. And it ended up hurting, actually, like when I had to either break that off or had it broken off by the other person. Like, I, I do think that definitely um, that happens. And I think that, that that's something that, you know, is just like a man kind of learning and moving forward from that point, but it's easier said than done. And so um, I definitely feel you on that. Um, I guess, you know, you, you've answered a lot of questions about your experiences and your opinions on men and women in society and in dating and kind of some issues that may be there. Uh, so let's rewind the clock a little bit into a generation before us. Um, let's talk a little bit about your parents or your family, like kind of, um, you know, you, uh, have, have utilized technology in a lot of ways to try and, um, establish connections with other people. Uh, I think a lot of us have done that. So talk to us a little bit about, uh, how your parents met and kind of a little bit of the backstory there. Yeah. So just to give you a little premise here. So, imagine being in like the late 90s um so my mother so she's originally from Malaysia but she was in England finishing up her PhD and once she had graduated um she decided that she would vacation here in Chicago she had an uncle that lived here and so she came to the U.S. around, I want to say, late summer, early fall, somewhere around there. And um, around the holiday season, my great uncle was invited to a dinner party. And it was just something that my great uncle and great aunt were invited to. But since my mom was in town, he had encouraged her, like, you know, you should come to this. You might enjoy it. Um, Because this dinner party actually was for a missionary team. They had just returned back from India and the Philippines. And so they were just coming back to the U.S. to kind of share what work that they did in both of those countries and their experiences. And so after some convincing, my mom finally agreed to attend this dinner party. And um, somebody else was hosting it in their house. And from what I remember from what my mom sharing, um, inside the house, there was this huge table And that's where all the people were seated at, eating, mingling, talking. And my mom, she walked in and she had this thought like, oh my gosh, I'm in this random house. I don't know anybody. And where am I even going to sit? And so she looks at the table and that is where my dad comes into the picture. So my dad was actually part of that missionary team. And so he was seated at the table and he took notice of my mom 
and he gave up his seat to let her sit there and then he after time he managed to snag a spot next to her and they kind of started talking mingling getting to know each other um and my mom had explained to him that you know hey i leave to go back home in a couple of months so i'm not going to be in chicago for a long time and my dad he had to leave um the party to drive one of the pastors home and my mom told me that she vividly remembers as he was walking away from the party that he turned around to get one more glimpse of her and mm. so that was when she knew that oh he actually likes me and at that time um cell phones weren't really a thing and so they managed to exchange landline numbers and um, my mom told me that my dad called her about a week after the dinner party and they he had asked her like hey you know we should go out to eat for dinner and in her head again she figured that you know i'm not busy i'm not doing anything so i i really have nothing to lose so i might as well you know go out with this guy and let's just see what happens and um don't remember the movie but they did go watch a movie and then he took her to holy hands for dinner ooh good choice <laughs> um but yeah, after that, they kind of just had phone conversation for a while. And then kind of fast forward a couple of months into January, which my mom had about a month before she was going to fly back home to Malaysia. And I had asked my mom, like, how did you know that you wanted to marry my dad? And she said that she kind of already had this idea before he had proposed to her. But because she had a PhD in her past with dating, a lot of guys were intimidated by the fact of her college degree. Right. Um, and so a lot of guys, when they when she would get close to them and they would find out that she has a PhD, um, many of those guys kind of ran away just because of the they were intimidated with her degree. And my dad was the only guy that she's met that did not care that she had a PhD and that he was not intimidated by that. And another aspect that my mom said that she saw in him that he was Christ fearing and you could see that like he was a living example with the way how he interacted with his friends with his church and even how he treated her she could just see that in him and also another thing that she saw was the fact that because of those other traits she could also see that he would be a good father someday and that was something that was pretty important to her and yeah later that month in january he proposed to her in chicago um not for sure if 
viewers are familiar with this, but there's um, a big building in Chicago. It's called the John Hancock Building. And on the 95th floor, there's this fancy restaurant where you can get a basically a really beautiful view of Chicago and how he even got her to that dinner was he kind of um, made it seem like, hey, you know, I have some buddies that um, know some people that might be able to hire you. So I set up a job interview and we're going to meet here at the John Hancock Ooh, building. <laughs> okay. All right. Smooth, smooth. And so my mom's like, okay, I need to get ready for this business interview. And so she arrives at the restaurant. She had no idea that my dad was going to propose to her on that night. But they were waiting about half an hour, 45 minutes. And obviously the business people had not arrived and so she was getting frustrated. She's <laughs> like, what's happening? They're late and they haven't said anything. And before she realized there was a, at that time, they had like a florist that worked at the bottom of this building. And so the server came out with these like bouquet of flowers. And then that's when she knew that, Oh, this is mm. not a job interview. <laughs> this is <Okay>. a proposal. <laughs> that okay, what's actually so crazy about that is my dad proposed to my mom at the top of that same building. Really? Really? Yeah, no, I just I was reflecting on that as you were saying it. I'm like, man, that must be a great proposal spot. I've never actually <laughs> been to the top, but wow. I've been there. It's it's really really nice and really pretty, but my parents do say that um the restaurant is not the same as how it was 25 years ago, but yeah, that's, that's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Small world, but yeah. man, I, I, I just have like a couple questions. So when your dad did this, so he did this proposal, how long was that after he had initially met your mom? Because she was only there for a short amount of time, right? Yeah, so then when they had met, it was in November, and when he proposed, it was in January. So oh it was only within, like, two to three months when he wow. did this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, like, and I, I've heard people say, you know, oh, you know, you don't want to rush a proposal, but obviously for your parents, it, it's worked out, I'd imagine, since then, right? Yes, they just celebrated their anniver the 25th anniversary this wow. past weekend. <laughs> that's a big one. No, that's actually awesome. And, you know, the that story is just it's fascinating to me for a lot of reasons, but I uh I just think it, there's something so cool about how that all happened, your mom walking in a place not knowing anybody this guy gives up his seat and then tries to find a spot next to her and then the whole like dramatic as he's walking out he like turns looks like man that that reminds me of something that they could make like a movie out of honestly i know exactly like it just when i reflect on that story it just feels like it's a scene straight out of a movie yeah like hallmark you know they've built an lifetime. entire <laughs> yeah, lifetime hallmark like they've built an entire industry off of making these you know, big city girl from out of town, like, 
goes to this place and like falls in love with like this local guy, but then she has to leave in like three days and then like, Oh, what's going to happen. And I guess it's like, you know, your mom coming all the way from Malaysia to London or to England where she was studying then to Chicago. And then, wow. Wow. That is, um, that's amazing. Wow. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Yeah. Thank Well, thank you for allowing me to share. (laughs) And I guess, you know, the only thing left that, I I mean, you, there's just been so much good content already. And and I guess the, the thing that I would want to close with is, um, you know, is there any advice, uh, that you have for the audience in terms of what to do or not to do in, in life or in relationships. Um, you know, I, I just am curious, you've given us a lot of wisdom so far. Is there anything else that you would want to leave to the audience before we call it for the day? Yeah. Kind of circling back to, um, a previous question that we discussed, but I think it's good to set high standards not impossible where nobody can meet them, but I feel like at least a list of non-negotiables when you're looking for a future partner. And I think it's good to kind of use that as a guideline as you're navigating through the dating world, because I think that would kind of eliminate some of the messy, confusing, frustrating elements of having to communicate with people that may not align with what you agree with, or maybe there might be things that that's not necessarily what you're looking for. And so I think if you know what you're looking for and you know what you want and that you are clear with what you want to the other person, I think that would kind of, make the dating process a little smoother wow yeah thank you for for that piece of advice and i I agree i think here at dr love have kind of advocated for for some time really since starting the show of you know being a, a person of intentionality and being somebody who you know is is going about this whole thing with a purpose and with a clear objective in mind um not that you need to know from the very beginning, oh, like I need, I need to marry this specific person, but going in with yeah. the mentality of, of having intention and having, um, I guess, the other person's emotions and, and life in mind and, and respecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, I just wanted to take this opportunity to shout out all the viewers and listeners who have shown us just on the show so much love over this last week. Uh, we've hit some major milestones uh, on uh, the interview episode with Dave and Marsha. I just want to say thank you for giving that a listen. And we've actually hit the triple digits in listens for the very first time over this past week oh, on our congrats. show. So, yeah, no, <laughs> it's been it's been really fun on this ride so far. And I'm looking forward to see where it continues to go. But uh, Tasha, just thank you so much. And, uh, we appreciate your support and just your willingness to come on and be a guest. We know it's a little, uh, you know, it's a little intimidating. It's a little tough, you know, getting on and talking for about 45 minutes, but you've done an incredible job and you've just been a delight to talk to So thank you. Yeah. And well, thank you for inviting me on and allowing me to have the space to share my experience. 
Well, yeah, of course. Anytime. And uh, we're, ha- we're always happy to have guests on and stay tuned for more interviews coming up soon. Uh, but for now, this has been Dr. Love. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a follow or a message on Instagram and uh, we will be happy to connect with you. But for now, till next time, guys, see you later.